You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Today, we're talking to Pam about her recent two-week trip to New York City, London, Dublin, and Florence. It was a whirlwind. You'll definitely want to listen in to hear about her fiasco in Florence and how points and miles saved the day. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. Today, we are going to hear all about Pam's most recent trip, her annual sister's trip with her sister, Julie. There was five cities planned, four cities visited, and we're going to find out how points and miles made a medical emergency more bearable. So first off, Pam, tell us where you went and how you got there. I think this was one of the best redemptions, and I had to be really flexible. My sister and I knew that we wanted to go to Europe. That was the plan, is that we were going to go to Europe somewhere. And so I used 88,000 ANA miles for a business, business class flight from EWR, which is in New Jersey, to London Heathrow. So basically what I did is I took American Express membership rewards and transferred them to ANA for this round trip business flight. It is an amazing deal. I mean, seriously, it's 44K each way. I mean, that's just amazing. And I flew on United Polaris business. And that is a, a product that I really like. I like United. I know it's controversial. Some people don't. I really like their Polaris business class product. And so I was really excited to do that. Now, in order to do this, you need a lot of flexibility. It's not like it's the easiest thing to find, but we had that kind of flexibility. My sister doesn't work. I work for THM. I'm real flexible. And so we are we just knew we wanted to go in August or September. So that is really flexible. And so I started looking and I honestly didn't look that hard and they popped up. So we planned our whole trip around the dates that I could find for this 88K um, redemption through ANA. Did you already say, sorry if I missed it, that to do this, it has to be a round trip flight with ANA? I didn't, but thanks. Yes, but thanks for bringing that up. It does have to, when you're booking through ANA with a, an award flight, it does have to be a round trip flight. So it wasn't like we could fly over there to London and then use something else to get back to the United States. And that's what makes it a little trickier because you've got to find availability there and coming back. So the the main thing with our trip was that we were going to London. My sister had never been to London. I have a daughter that lives there. She wanted to go over and see them. She wanted to. Um, so we kind of built the trip with that as a starting 
um, base. And then we were going out of um, Newark. So we were going out of, you know, near New York City. She'd never been to New York City. And so I was like, oh, well, it's a no brainer. Let's go check out New York City. I'm always, you know, game for going to New York City, especially if I can, you know, go see a couple Broadway plays or something. So we so we started out there and we did three nights in New York City. Then we were going um, four nights to London. And then I wanted to go someplace that I'd never been. I wanted to go to a different country. And Dublin has been, Ireland has been on my radar for quite a while. So we decided we'd do three nights in Dublin. And then we were going to go to Cinque Terre, Italy, because I love Cinque Terre. It's gorgeous, absolutely magnificent. And since we were going to Cinque Terre, my sister said, well, what Florence? Is that anywhere near? I'd always like to go there. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we can go to Florence for a couple of days and then Cinque Terre. So it was just kind of this trip that kind of evolved from we're going over to Europe and then it just, you know, evolved from there. And in between our different flights, once we got to London, we flew cheaper European carriers like um, I think we did Ryanair one time. We did KLM another time. And then we were planning to take the train between European cities. And so that is how the trip was set up. And you'll hear it didn't go exactly as planned. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So tell us about... Starting with New York City, where did you stay? I'm interested because you and I had recently stayed at the Park Hyatt earlier in the spring, and I know you stayed at the Thompson, so I'm looking forward to hearing how those compared, but I also know you stayed at another place. So tell us all about New York. It's hard for me to go and stay just one place because I like my hotel hopping. I like to... You know, if I'm going to New York City, I'd like to go to every single hotel in New York City and then I could expert <laughs> every help. single hotel. That would take well, your whole life. The really nice ones. And then I can say, hey, everybody, this is the one you should stay at. And then I can decide that that's the hotel I'll stay at for the rest of my life when I go to New York City. Well, what I am impressed with is it looks like you just stayed at two hotels in New York City and you were yeah. there for three nights. So you only I hotel hop twice. You toned it down a little bit. I, I did. didn't want to exhaust Julie at the very start of the trip. Well, after my um, trip to Australia, New Zealand, and your dad talking about that the hotel hopping was a little rough on him, I thought I might need to tone that a little bit down. So our first stop was at the Andaz Fifth Avenue. It's a Category 7 um, Hyatt Hotel. And we got it at off-peak pricing for 25 k Unfortunately, they were really busy that week. And, you know, I checked when I, you know, I've gotten really bold, Jess, where I don't wait for them to tell me whether or not as globalists I've got an upgrade. I I am bold and that. Uh, I don't think you're an Enneagram 9, Mom. The Enneagram 1 comes out when it comes to sweet upgrades. <laughs> you have your search done and you're like, I see that you have availability. I can see it right here in my app. Exactly. But, and I had looked and I saw that they did not have availability. So I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. They also don't have a lot of suites. They told me it's a smaller property, but they, it was still a really nice room. It had a small um, little sitting area with a second, with a little desk. The bathroom was huge. It was gorgeous. 
They do give treats because on dolls is always do, but I wasn't overly impressed with the treats at this one. There was just a chocolate bar and um, potato chips. So Jess knows I'd like a little bit more. You like some gummy bears in there? Yes. Yeah. A few more, few more things, but they had a great globalist breakfast. It's um, down in the bottom of the hotel. I I believe it was called the cellar, but you know, don't hold me to that. But you you ordered a la carte. It was really good. And I would go back to that hotel. I thought it was in a great location. It's kind of midtown Manhattan. We walked to all kinds of places the first day. It's right near Bryant Park. Bryant Park is so cute. And we spent quite a bit of the first day. They had some opera singers in there. Everybody was um, on blankets in the park having picnics they have a little reading place for kids it was just really really cute so we did a lot of sightseeing around that area and i really enjoyed the area now the next day we did go over to the thompson central park that is right across the street from the park hyatt and we did get our suite upgrade there and they told me right at the beginning, and I had checked. I knew they had some available, but I didn't even have to say anything. She told me right from the start that they had a sweet upgrade for us. We got in there. They had champagne and appetizers. And, um, I, you know, I need to tell them that I don't drink so they could give me some Diet Coke and appetizers or something. I need to, you know, be proactive in this. Well, Tam, Pam texted us a picture of her champagne and I'm actually staying at the Thompson in December and I said go give it to them and tell them to hold it for me for when I get there in December. Exactly. Now the Thompson Central Park is a category six and so it was a lesser category than the Ondas Fifth Avenue. We booked it for 21k off peak and I actually liked it better than the Ondas. It was a really cool vibe. Um, you know, both of them were really nice, but if I was to go back, I'd go back to the Thompson Central Park. We did room service both days. I actually have always thought that I liked to go down and eat breakfast, you know, whenever I go somewhere. And now I'm kind of turning into you, Jess, where I kind of like the room service. Because you can continue to get ready. If you're doing some work, you can do that. You can just kind of multitask a little. And so I'm getting I'm getting so that I'm a little bit more enjoying that. And they had the best French toast with caramel sauce there. I got that both days. Breakfast in New York City is really expensive. We're talking like close to, you know, $40, $50. And to have that complete, you know, not to have to pay that at either of the places was really, really nice. And so we would eat uh, our breakfast kind of later in the morning and then have kind of a late lunch. And that's pretty much what we did. We didn't have to, we didn't spend very much money on our food. Um, Both hotels are centrally located. Um, I'd say Thompson Central Park is more upper um, Manhattan, right by Central Park. That was really fun to walk into and be able to go there. Um, You can listen to episode 33 of our podcasts where we talk all about activities to do 
in New York City on points. And so we did a lot of the same activities I've done other than because it was my sister's first time, we did take the ferry out to the Statue of Liberty and went to Ellis Island. We did hit up two Broadway shows, which I love. And so we went to um, A Beautiful Noise, which was all about the life of Neil Diamond. And that was super good. And then we went back to Wicked. I've seen Wicked a number of times, but it had been a while. And, you know, that was really fun, too. So I need to know, how does the Thompson compare to the Park High in New York? Because they're really close to each other. And the Thompson is significantly less points. So I got to know what I need to do in the future. Okay, so nothing's going to beat the Park Hyatt. I mean, I loved the um, Thompson Central Park. And if I was going there be- again for maybe three days, I it's hard to justify spending that much in points for the whole trip. But I would want to go to the Park Hyatt one or two nights and then maybe a couple nights over at the... Um, Thompson Central Park. I think that's that's how I do it, just to save some points because I could do two nights at the Thompson Central Park for one night at the Park Hyatt. But yeah, the Park Hyatt is just all the luxury. Yeah, that's what my mom and I are doing. So we're doing two nights at the Thompson and then we're doing, we're ending at the Park Hyatt because I'm like, I can't start at the Park Hyatt and end at the Thompson. So we're going to do two nights at the Thompson and two nights at the Park Hyatt. Yeah, that's perfect. So when we got through with New York City, we had to get over to um, Newark. And so we took an Uber over there. We stayed a night using points um, at a hotel there. And then we headed into London on our fabulous Polaris business class um, airplane. It was really good. It was my sister... I didn't even eat the breakfast and the breakfast was, she said, was phenomenal. It was some sort of a bread pudding. I was so tired because I kind of made a little faux pas on this. I thought we're in Newark and I can go to the United Polaris Lounge. I love United Polaris Lounges. So we were getting up at three for a six o'clock flight. Our six o'clock flight was a connecting flight though to Dulles. And I didn't get it in my head that that wasn't going to be in the international terminal. That was going to be in a different terminal. So we get over to where the United Polaris lounges and I realized, oh my goodness, we're in the wrong terminal to flying out for Dulles. So we had to go to the different terminal and I didn't get to use go to that um, lounge that I love so much. We did go into a, another regular United Club terminal, and that was that was fine though. And, but I was so tired from getting up at three o'clock that I didn't even have breakfast, and I think I slept for like four or five hours. She took a picture of me. I look like I'm dead. I'm like, that's the reason Pam does business class because I can sleep like a baby on business class. So. <laughs> I don't remember much about food, but I sure have. I sure slept well. 
So when, when we got to London, we spent the first two nights with my daughter and her family. And then we went into central London because I wanted to, we wanted to be closer to the action. And this was where I couldn't decide what to do because I kind of wanted to go to a different hotel and check it out, use different points, be able to write a review about something else. But the last time that I was in London, I stayed at the Hyatt Churchill, and it was phenomenal. Really a fancy hotel, very centrally located, and they had upgraded me to a suite. And as I could see, they have a lot of suites. So I felt pretty comfortable that they would upgrade me again. And honestly, I did a little travel hack where I said I was coming. I wrote them a little note and said that. I was coming back and that I'd been there before and had been upgraded to a suite and that I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was bringing my sister who had never been to London um, to the Churchill. And if they could do anything to make our stay more enjoyable and if we could get, be upgraded to a suite, we would really appreciate it. Pam. I am so proud of you. You are really letting that Enneagram One come out and shine. And I am just proud Pam Jr. right now. Yep. Well, we got upgraded to that suite. And that was probably my sister's favorite hotel because she loved the suite. Um, they do have a lounge there. And it's really nice. Not only does it have a really good breakfast, but they have treats all day long. There's um, beverages all day long, and then they have a social hour. And so we went there for dinner one time, and there was salami and cheese and crackers and desserts, and they had special um, appetizers they brought around. And we made dinner out of that, too. So I think when we were there, we really, you know, saved on food. So I do, you know, enjoy other hotels in London. It's just really hard for me to give up on the Churchill because they've just been so good about giving me sweet upgrades. It's a gorgeous hotel, impeccable service. Our room wasn't ready. We came back um, a few hours later after seeing the sights, and I walked up, and it was a different person at the at the check-in and he said oh mrs orange you're here i'm thinking huh how does he know my name so they 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 won some you know real brownie points on you know that kind of service so when we were in london we saw all the sites i mean one day we walked twenty thousand steps we saw everything um the second day we saw a some of the a few um less sites because our feet hurt so bad we did go to another play i saw les mis les mis is my favorite all-time play i love it and we do have a post that talks about things you can do in london to get more of an idea of some of the things that you can do we didn't do a whole lot of going into museums or to the London Tower, some of the other things. It was more like a drive-by, checking everything out. What did Julie think about her first trip to London and New York? How did she like both of them? Well, she was really funny because she 
never wanted to go to New York City because she was afraid she was going to get mugged or something. And she just thought she just thought she just thought of the New York City you see in the movies where it's not good. And she was so pleasantly surprised. She thought it was really a pretty city. She really enjoyed it. She loved Central Park. And she she was she was shocked. And she too also really enjoyed London. She loved the history of it. She loved all the old architecture. And we had a really good time. So that was, you know, London is just always fun for me. I just have a, a great time whenever I go to London. And in order to get to our next destination, which was Dublin, we had to get to Gatwick um, Airport. Now, that's outside of London a little bit. So we took an Uber there. It, it cost us about $90, which was quite a bit. But our flight was really cheap. We were flying on Ryanair. And we were flying to Dublin. And one thing that was really good when we got on our flight to Dublin is we were sitting next to a lady who was from Dublin. And she was asking us what we were going to do. And we said, well, we're just thinking we're going to just stay in Dublin. We're just going to take it easy, be kind of chill and see some of the sights. And she says, no, you need to get out of Dublin. She says, you will not see Ireland if you don't get out of Dublin. Dublin is very small. You can see that in one day, so you need to get out of Dublin. And so I was really glad she, that she had sat next to her, be, next to us, because it changed what we were going to do. Now, Dublin doesn't have the best weather. So, Alex, think of Humboldt County. Yeah, and that's, that's where that's of, where I grew up. That's where my how many years Pam lived there for forty years or something, which is surprising to me that you're worth. Yeah, that's why that that's why that's surprising to me that you wanted to go there because she did not like living in Humboldt County for 40 years because of the weather. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just had to do I just had to go there. I wouldn't say that I'm probably going to go back, although it was a, a really lovely city. It has a lot of really interesting um, sites, beautiful churches castles, the nicest people. It's kind of like Scotland. The people are just super nice. Um, the first day we took a walking tour and we saw most of the sites because like I said, Dublin isn't that large. The second full day that we had, we uh, took a Viator tour out of the city. We went to, I think it's called Glendonloff. I'm, I'm probably butchering the name. And we went to a city called Kilkenny that had a really um, pretty castle and this is where we saw the gorgeous scenery that you see of Ireland the green and the um the sheep and you know lakes and it it was it was stunning it really was stunning and it would have been a real shame if we hadn't done that and if we'd stuck just to Dublin so where did you stay in Dublin we stayed and this is a great deal we stayed at the Hyatt centric a great location. We could walk to everywhere. And it is a category for a hotel. And so we were able to use free night certificates. I love it when I can use free night certificates, not even use points. And so we used the free night certificates from my husband's um, personal card and from mine. And then we had the Hyatt Brand Explorer free night certificate from that. And so that was nice. 
So no hotel hopping. Three straight nights at one hotel. Yeah. Well, it was kind of crazy because when I was trying to book it, it was like I couldn't find anything. And we're like, what is going on? This is Dublin. Why is everybody going to Dublin this week? We were trying to figure this out. And I had to actually do an open hotel alert to get my last night at the Hyatt-centric. We got in our cab from the Dublin airport and the guy goes, yeah, this has been insane here in Dublin. They had the Navy Notre Dame, Notre Dame, whatever. It's Notre Dame, the football team. Yes. Yeah, I forgot that they had that. In Dublin. And they, I guess, I don't know if they do it every year, but it brings. No, I think this was like a first time that they think, don't quote me on that. But yeah, they Notre Dame football went and played a game there. Yeah, it was the night before we got there. And there were so many Americans in the city. And it was like, it was like, okay, now I get it. Now I know I could not book anything. And so I was just really glad to be able to find something. They did give us um, the first night. And again, here's kudos to Pam, pat on the back. The first night they didn't, could not give us a suite. But for the second and third night, we were able to get suites because I did tell them I'm perfectly fine with moving. If you can get me a suite, I'd be happy to move. And that's an important thing to tell people because sometimes they think that, no, nobody wants to move in the middle of their stay, but I'm perfectly fine for a suite. It wasn't over the top type of a suite, but, but it was fine. The breakfast that we got was in their restaurant um, and we could do order off the menu. And so that was nice too. But all in all, Dublin was great. It was, it was, it was nice. And I can check another country off. I think I'm at four. I think that made 46 countries that I visited. So nice. Nice. All right. So where the fun begins, right? The fun begins now. So when (laughs) we were getting ready to go on our trip, just before we, it was a trip that we didn't know for sure was going to happen. My uh, sister's mother-in-law was hospitalized just before we left. And she's 96. She was really old and she, she had dementia and she wasn't doing real well, but then it looked like she had made a turn for the better and it looked like she was doing fine. So we went on our trip. And then when, just before we were going to Florence, she started not doing very well. And so we didn't know if we were going to be able to complete our trip. We headed to Florence, and that's where we had what I call the fiasco in Florence. What happened with that is when we were, we checked our bags on KLM in Dublin to go to Florence. Now, I've never flown to Florence in the past. I've always taken a train when I've done gone to Florence. So I've done, flown into Pisa and taken a train there, you know, or, or a train from another Italian city. This is the first time I was flying into Florence Airport. So we take carry-on. I always take carry-on. Since I lost my luggage in Greece, I become a carry-on person. But when we went to check it, they still want to weigh our carry-on. Well, it's a lot different in Europe for carry-on than it is in the United States. We pretty much get away with whatever we can pack in a carry-on we can take. They don't really look at the weights. They don't weigh them. 
But in Europe, they do. And they told us that we were each a pound over and that we were going to have to check our suitcases. Now, I should have just, I should have just opened them up and taken a pound out and put it in our backpacks is what we should have done. But we thought, you know, there's people behind you. And we thought, no, we're just, we're going to do it. We're, you know, we're, we're going to well, be. Well, and it's a direct flight, right? So you're like, no, no it wasn't. Go wrong. Oh, it wasn't. No. Oh, that's it was, right. It, it we had a stopover in Amsterdam. So, and, and then it was really crazy when you get off in um, Amsterdam, we had to go through customs. It was a long ways away from our gate. We were worried that our luggage was not even going to make it because of the, the connection. We were really nervous about that. We were running to our airport. Everything was delayed and it was delayed because supposedly they had some weight discrepancies with the airplane. And that gets more interesting when you find out what happened. Because so they so they finally decided that yes, we could go. We got on our plane and we got there and we get off and we're standing around waiting for our luggage to come. And it's an hour. And I mean that's a long time. This is a small airport. So it's a long time and we're thinking, what's going on? We're seeing other flights come in. Nobody says anything. And all of a sudden, we there's an announcement that says baggage has been delayed. And we're like, okay, well, we're trying to figure out why all these other luggages have come through. And we wait. Luggage from other flights or from your flight? Yes, from other flights. Yes. Because in your flight, no luggage came. No, no, we're all standing there. Everybody okay. on our so it's flight. not just you and Julie who are looking for your no. luggage, it's your whole flight. It's our whole flight. Yes. Okay. So we're so we're sitting there for another hour and all oh, of you no Yes. Nobody has said anything about our delayed luggage. And all of a sudden it's pat the word is passing among the passengers that they none of our luggage was loaded on the plane. Not one piece of luggage was on that plane. Yeah, I can see why you had some weight discrepancies. <laughs> so, you know, you're just, you're like, oh my goodness. And you're only in Florence for a couple of days. Most people that go to Florence don't, aren't there for a week to get their luggage and have it sent to them. And so it was, it, it just was, it was a mess. You've got a hundred plus people at the lost and found um, area trying to report their missing baggage. There's two employees there. So you've got probably six or seven um, lines of people pushing in. It was just, you could just see, you, you would be there till the early morning hours. So then they passed out pieces of paper that you could, could email all the information. The only problem was that when you went, to, so we went to our hotel and when you, when we tried to email them um, the information, it came back, email rejected. There's no such email. When you tried to call them, it hung up on you. When you tried to fax the information, um, they didn't pick up. Anyway, I'm not going to go through all of it. Let me just tell you, it was crazy. And I am going to write a story about why I always carry on carry on baggage. I think that's for next week and my fiasco in Florence. So we went and I think maybe for um the next holiday Alex should gift you some Apple AirTags um yes. as a gift. 
we had we had people. This is the crazy thing. People had those on, and they said, and one lady goes, "Oh yeah, no, it shows that it's in Florence." And so we were like, "Oh, okay, great, it's good." Turns out, I think it was her phone that she was looking at, or something else, or her purse, or something. And that no, and then we found out later that no, it showed that it was in it was in Amsterdam. So we went on to our hotel. We stayed in a magnificent hotel. I know Jess, you stayed here. It's a small luxury hotel. It's the Palazzo Vecchietti. It's in Central Florence. It's forty five k a night, and it's pure luxury. From the minute you walk in, you are wined and dined. It's stunning. Did you? What did you think about it, Jess? Oh, obsessed. Like, and we, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think I I mentioned this in my Italy recap episode, but we were the only people, we didn't see a single soul the entire time we were there other than the workers. And we walked in and the guy is like, have a seat on the couch. I'll check you in here. Like they don't have a check-in counter. It's just like a personalized one-on-one check-in experience. I mean, it was amazing and the room was huge it was like an apartment so yeah i would go back there in a heartbeat and and it's so centrally located it's it's in you're close to the duomo it's it's beautiful it is absolutely beautiful um we did see a few people there so there were a few people um while we were there and on this trip i reached 50k nights you mean 50 no, nights. 50. 50. Not 50,000. Oh, well, I travel a lot, but not quite that much. <laughs> so I got my first sweet, uh, what are they called, you guys? Sweet Upgrade Upgr- Awards. Yes, Sweet Upgrade Awards. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, we did, as you can see, stay in all Hyatt hotels. So I'll put a link to how you can get more Hyatt points in the show notes. We The breakfast was amazing. It's in a, another little room. It's all fancy china, tons of choices. It was just a really luxurious stay, place to stay. I could have enjoyed it a little bit more if I'd had my luggage, if I wasn't so stressed about how I was going to get my luggage. We packed all of our sites into that one day, including a cooking class and of making pizza and gelato. Florence is one of my very favorite cities. I've been there four or five times. It's not like there's a ton to see, but it just, I just want places that just speaks to me. I think the vibe of it, the beauty of it, I, I could sit down in a uh, one of the squares and just people watch, and it's 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 just an insanely beautiful uh, place. We did have to spend some of our time shopping for necessities because we didn't have much with us since we lost our luggage. So we bought some clothes, and we bought some a um, little bit of makeup, a straightener. Um, KLM did tell us that they would reimburse us for a hundred dollars a day. And so, you know, we'll get that back. It's also, you know, I did book it with the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And so I could, you know, go that route if KLM doesn't come through. And so that does take a little bit of the sting out of some of those things. But it's just a bummer when you have to go shopping instead of just see the sights. 
So I just want you guys to know, all of our listeners, that even travel hacking moms, at least this one, makes a few mistakes. So there was a restaurant I really wanted to go to. They had this huge cheese wheel that they heat up so it gets all this, you know, gooey cheese, and then they throw some pasta in there. So excited to go there. So we went there. We got in line for it. And I decided, well, I'm just going to look real quick at our reservations. I made it for the day before. And you, it, it's impossible to get into without making the reservations. I mean, the line is so long. It's really popular. So I was really bummed about that. And then... At least it wasn't your hotel this time. Exactly. Yes. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. Then I we had a tour of the Duomo, all prepared to go. And I thought, well, I may have to cancel that because we may be looking for luggage. So I got on there and I go, oh, that's for two days late from when we leave. So I was, Pam was on a roll and Florence was a fiasco. Let me just say Florence was bound to be a fiasco even without the luggage. Pam, I sent you my itinerary template I to help know. avoid. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was major about it. So it, during this time, we found out that my um, sister's mother-in-law was just not doing good. And so we decided that she needed to go back to the United States. I didn't really want to go on to Cinque Terre by myself. I'm fine with traveling um, on the trains, but I prefer to do it with someone. It's a little bit crazy if you're by yourself. And so I decided that I was going to return to London and spend a couple more um, nights with my daughter. My um, sister was going to go back to Arizona where she's from, but we had to get our luggage first. We were not leaving without our luggage. We had talked to, they said, oh yes, don't worry. You can leave it and we will get it back to you in the United States. Well, we, with all of the non-information we were getting, we did not feel comfortable with that. We thought we'd never see our luggage. We'd never see our clothes again and all of our belongings. And so we decided we had to do that first. So I will go over all everything that we did to finally get it. But we did find out that it was probably at the Florence airport from KLM Italy. And so we decided that we woke up our last day in Florence uh, when we were supposed to leave to go to Cinque Terre. We, we woke up not having any idea where we would be laying our heads to sleep that night or where we were flying to or how we were getting to anywhere. I had a pretty good idea from doing some research that we were probably going to head to Milan because we knew that we could get flights out of there easily. And so that was kind of the plan. But our whole objective was that of that day was first get our luggage. So we finally were able to get our luggage. And it was insane. They were never going to process this. When we got in there, they only took like five people in time. And we, we met other people that were on our flight that had had the same situation with us. No information, um, not being able to give reports. They finally took us into a room or two that probably had two to 300 pieces of luggage in it. And at the lost and found station where there's now three people, 
you probably had another hundred people trying to claim bags from um, air flights from that day. And I, I, luckily, I found my travel freely, luggage tag, that fluorescent thing, thank you, Zach, that I found quickly. And my sister found hers. We finally got out of there. But I, as we were talking to someone, I said, how often does this happen? This is insane. She says it happens all the time at this airport. And let me say that they are ill-equipped to handle it. They do not have the manpower. I will never go to the Florence airport again. I will only do trains. So anyway, so we decided that we would head to Florence to the train station. And we got us on a train to Milan. While we were on that train, we started looking for flights. We got a flight for my sister. I was able to use points to get back to London. We were able to book a, um, a Moxie Marriott with points. And all I can say is that points and miles are great for luxury stays, but they could really save the day when you get into a mess like we got into because we were able to not worry about money and cash and we were able to make things happen because we had points and miles so it was it was huge for us and i'd say that some of the things that i learned on this trip were to know your packing weights know that if you're packing economy your packing carry on in europe is going to be different than in the united states i was so glad i had a stockpile of points so glad that i had points that i knew that i could fly anywhere in the world after the situation that I had. I knew that I would have a place to lay my head at night that I didn't have to pay an arm and a leg for. The other thing I learned is to always double check my itineraries that I make, Jess, and make sure that I book things for the right day. And then the importance of insurance, you know, just becomes, you know, really, really became something that, I mean, I always knew it was important, but this time it was like, I knew that even if I'm my things that I had to pay for weren't covered by KLM, that they would be covered by uh, my Chase Sapphire preferred. And so we'll make, we'll put a link to credit cards with travel protection in the um, show notes. So it was a crazy whirlwind of a trip. It was not, you guys knew how stressed I was. I was really stressed with the whole baggage situation, but you know what? It all works out. I look back and it's like, it was a great trip. We had a great time. So all's well that ends well. And Pam is normally pretty cool as a cucumber when it comes to traveling. She travels frequently and she has, she's used to maybe some things going a little bit wonky. But I could tell that this was on a on a next level based on the text messages that she was sending us. I mean, she was so mad <laughs> and just frustrated. And I felt so bad for her. And I, you know, Alex and I were brainstorming, like, what can we do to help Pam? But, you know, you feel helpless when you're on the other side of the world. So and you're getting no you're getting no answers and I needed to really get my sister home. Yeah. So you had two things. It's like we got to get our bags, but I've got to also cancel 
this last leg of our trip and find out how to get my sister ho- sister home. And she did make it home in time, right? Before her mother-in-law passed away. Yeah, she, she, she did. Her mother did pass away. She made it just hours before. So, I mean, it, I was, it was the right decision. I was, you know, really glad that, you know, it all ended up the way that it did. But it, it was definitely a little nerve-wracking. And Pam had just, like the week prior, written a glowing review of KLM business class. And I was, I was trying to, you know, I use, I use humor to try and lighten the mood in these situations. So I'm like, you go in there and you tell them you're going to edit your blog post and you're not going to say nice things about them. Well, it's crazy. Well, that was quite the trip, Pam. We are so glad that you got reconnected with your luggage and you managed to have a good trip in spite of your fiasco in Florence. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would leave a five-star review and also share it with your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.